You're listening to the Exhibitionist Podcast, hosted by Nicola Reader and brought to you by InspiringExhibitors.com and ProExtra, a wholly owned subsidiary of 12th Man Solutions Limited. Hi there and welcome to episode 32 of the Exhibitionist Podcast. I am your host Nicola Reader and a very happy new year to you. How was your Christmas? What did you find in your stocking? Whatever you got up to, I hope you had a brilliant festive break and are back and raring to go for an exciting 2020. So on this week's episode of the podcast, we're going to go a little bit shorter, ease you into the year a little bit more gently and just take a look at some of the things that are happening now, some of the things that are coming up later in the year, a few things to think about, a bit of food for thought, and then we'll get back into having regular guests on the podcast from our next episode in a couple of weeks' time. So let's kick off with having a look at CES in Las Vegas, which, as you all know, is that show that I desperately want to get to. And one year, one year we will make it over to Las Vegas, but it's the world's biggest consumer electronics show. So anything that's going to be big in the world of business or consumer or home or wellness tech then it's been featured at CES over in Las Vegas during the last week or so. It is quite often trailed as the biggest exhibition in the world, and uh, according to the statistics this year, it had 175,000 visitors. So you can only imagine if you're stood there in the hall on your exhibition stand thinking you've got the greatest invention in the world, surrounded by 4,500 other exhibitors who all think they've got the greatest invention in the world. How on earth do you cut through and make yourself known and make yourself heard? And one of the things we talk about an awful lot is pre-show marketing and getting the press involved and getting some really good highlights and getting those journalists writing about your product and featuring you. So the way that I've done it, not being at the show, I have gone to some of those tech journalists and found out what their highlights are. And there's a few ones coming up in common that I thought I'd share with you just out of interest. Maybe Google these online and see what the journalists are saying about them and see what they had in their press releases that might give you some ideas about what you would want to be writing in your own trade press releases before your show. So the first one you might have heard about is Samsung Borley, if you've seen them uh, announce this at CES, which they're calling as a smart home device, stroke robotic, robotic companion, stroke all-round life companion. It's basically a big tennis ball that follows you around the house. Now, I don't know if I'm alone in this one, but I find that fairly creepy. Um, I already have a life companion. Stevie's there around the house as much as I need anybody. So I'm not sure why I need a giant tennis ball to follow me around the house. But apparently, Samsung think this is going to be the next thing that we all need in our home. So check out Samsung Borley. The other one that really caught my attention was the Segway S-Pod, um, which is a two-wheeled self-balancing stroller. Now, this can get up to 24 miles an hour and um, you control it by a joystick so it can go on pavements and um, can take you from A to B. It's kind of like a giant adult pushchair, which again, it could just be me, but I think that sounds fairly freaky. I'm not sure why you would want to be sat riding around the streets of your town in a giant pushchair. Um, but apparently Segway seemed to think that having taken all the feedback about their original products and where consumers are moving to, this is what everybody now wants. So yeah, Segway S-Pod, have a look at that and tell me what you think. Of course, at CES, there was huge features around health and wellness, sustainability, um, social wellness and social well-being. And a lot of the products have 
um, featured around those kind of environmental and sustainable challenges. So there were loads of things, for example, Hydroloop, that is a new system for recycling water, that your household wa wastewater, grey water, as it's called, can be recycled for use in, in your garden or sold back to people to use in irrigation. There's lots of uh, devices now that are available for filtering water to make it drink drinkable that would previously have been wasted. So that seemed to be a big feature as well that was getting um, a lot of coverage. So again, it's picking up on those trends that are already big in the industry and making sure that your product and your proposition is aligned to that and that if there is a big trend and your product feeds into it, you're absolutely making sure the journalists know about it and are covering it. So really just the point being on CES is just have a look at what was getting featured on uh, from journalists from Tech Radar, from the New York Times, from some of the big journalists covering the show. See what they were picking up on and what can you learn from that when you're doing your own pre-show press releases. One other thing I wanted to pick up on just going back to the start of um, that re little review of CES was the fact that there were 175,000 visitors and they quote 4,500 exhibitors. So around 38 visitors per exhibitor. You look at a show like Arab Health that's coming up in a couple of weeks, and they quote 55,000 visitors, so a much smaller visitor population, but for 4,200 exhibitors, so around about the same number of exhibitors. So you're only getting 13 visitors per exhibitor. Now, you might think, actually, I want the massive footfall. I want the most people there possible for me to talk to. And in some circumstances, that will be right. But don't always be blinded by a massive number of visitors because you've got to filter all those and find the ones who are genuinely in a position to buy from you. So big numbers sometimes can be good, but not always. If you look at some of the other shows out there, um, when you're planning what you want to do in 2020, just have a look at that ratio between visitor and exhibitor. There is no right or wrong. I'm sorry, it's the same with anything with exhibitions. I, I can't say this is the right ratio of exhibitors to visitors. But just think about what are you trying to achieve? What are your objectives? And who do you want to meet? And does that ratio look like it gives you the best chance of doing that? And actually, sometimes a smaller footfall, but really, really focused and targeted can give you a much better chance of speaking to the people that you want to speak to rather than that show that's confidently out there boasting about their numbers at 175,000. One thing that I thought was really interesting at the start of this year that has happened to me personally, and I don't know if it, it has to any of you, is that shows that I signed up for last year have already pre-registered me and sent me a badge for this year, and I have no intention of going. And that's either because... I've done that show and I don't need to go back. I don't happen to be in that location at that time of year. I've just no need. It's not relevant anymore. But they're still sending me a pre-registered badge. And in their registration numbers, obviously, I am counted in that, but I have no intention of ever attending. So if you're an event organizer and you had 40,000 people at your previous show and you just re-register them all again, you've already got 40,000 and your numbers are exactly the same as last year. And it's coming through more and more. It's happened a little bit in the past, but certainly over the last couple of weeks for shows coming up in this first quarter, I've received quite a number of pre-registered badges where I just sort of think, mm, I have no intention of going to that show and that feels unfair. Um, so event organisers, please argue with me on that point, but it just feels to me as though that's happening more and as exhibitors, just be careful of the numbers that are being quoted um, in terms of visitors. And as I always say, we have an obsession in this industry with the quantity of visitor numbers and that's not always as an exhibitor the metric that might be most important to you <coughs> cough. 
So having looked back at what's already happened a little bit in 2020, what is there that is coming up that might help you? Well, the big thing for 2020 is obviously Dubai 2020, which is a massive 173-day exhibition that's happening over in Dubai for the first time to be in that region of the world in over 100 years. And you can read a number of websites about Dubai 2020 and what it actually is. And I'm still a little bit confused about what it's trying to achieve. They have their big themes as opportunity, mobility and sustainability. There are a number of different conferences, number of different exhibitions, number of different events going on. And it is a huge opportunity to get out there and get your product and your business known about. As with anything, when it comes to exhibitions, our caution would just be be really sure about what it is you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve at Dubai 2020. There are some fantastic pavilions of which the UK will have one. So definitely get in touch with your local um, Department for International Trade contact who can talk you through what they're doing and what the UK is doing specifically to have a presence at Dubai 2020. But we've had a lot of our clients and people who connect with us saying, what is Dubai 2020? Should we be there? Should we be doing something? Should we be, should we be investing a huge amount of money in it? And the question or the answer, as everything with exhibitions, will be, why? What is it you want to achieve? How much money have you got to invest? And do you think that the audience going to whichever bit of Dubai 2020 you're going to will be the right people to help move your business forward? There's a huge amount of excitement about it. It is going to be a massive event. But as always, it's about really targeting and harnessing in on what it is you're trying to achieve. If you're looking for things closer to home that might help you in your business, there are a couple of big marketing and business shows that are coming up. So Confex and the event production show is in February, which is moving over to Excel this year, which just shows the strength of the, sh uh, of the show and how it's growing. And if you're an exhibitor and going to Confex, you will probably find that it's not targeted directly at you. A lot of the exhibitors that will be at Confex will be trying to appeal to event production companies, to event organisers. Um, so it might be venues, it might be stand design agencies, those kind of people who are exhibiting and, and, and who are visiting. But as an exhibitor, it's great to go along and just have a look at what's available in terms of event tech, in terms of new stand design, in terms of um, engagement techniques, all those sorts of things so that even if you're not designing your own stand, you can at least know what's happening, what's relevant, what's new to be briefing your stand design agency on to give them some ideas about what you've seen because it, it really helps if you know what's new and current in your own mind when you're trying to help your stand design or your agency team come up with what you're looking for. So Confex and the event production show in February at Excel. We've also got the B2B Marketing Expo coming up at Excel in March. Um, and that's really looking at all the different B2B marketing techniques. And as we always say, we are little exhibition geeks. and We definitely think exhibitions have a really valuable role to play in any marketing plan. But it is a role as part of a, an aligned marketing plan. It shouldn't be exhibitions to the exclusion of everything else. And I think what the B2B uh, marketing expo will give you is a really clear view of all the tactics that are available and how you can build those into a really great focused and aligned plan based on who you're trying to talk to and what you're trying to say and which is the right tactic to use. Some really interesting seminars coming up on their programme, so B2B Marketing Expo um, in March at Excel. And looking much, much further ahead to the autumn time, wishing the, way, the year away already, there is the Festival, Festival of Marketing over at Tobacco Dock in London. And again, that's a great celebration of all the different marketing techniques um, and tactics that you could use in your business and new innovations and tech 
that are really cutting through with consumers and, and businesses. So um, Festival of Marketing in October, keep that in your diary for the end of the year. Um, and hopefully what getting out to those shows does is just give you a clearer idea of where exhibitions fit into your strategy and how you can use them to really power up your business and power up that conversation with your consumers and with your customers in 2020. So if those exhibitions that I've just mentioned are all about helping you plan your marketing strategy and helping you in your business, what else can you go to and find out about that will really help power up the delivery of your exhibitions in 2020? And the big thing I'd say here is just get outside of your industry and go to an exhibition for something that you're really passionate about and find out what's going on there, what's new and interesting and who's engaging you and why. So, for example, for me, I'm a runner. I, I get out two or three times a week running and I'd love to get to the running show in Birmingham and just find out what's new, what's different, what's interesting. But who's engaging me? What are the tactics that they're using? What is it about their stand, their giveaway? So something that I'm really passionate about. What is it that's appealing to me as a, as a consumer? What are the emotional hooks that are pulling me in? So really get outside into something that's either completely different or something that you're really passionate about. So a couple that I'd think of were things like the ideal home show. Presumably everybody wants to have a really nice home and it be somewhere that we feel safe and secure and proud to go back to. Um, but the ideal home show, that's quite an emotional attachment, again, to go and have a look at what people are doing. Um, place in the sun they have a couple of shows coming up over this year well for me I would love to live on the beach in sunny Portugal at some point so going to a place in the sun and just hearing about how I could make my dream a reality and what I need to do and getting that advice and tips and somebody providing the answers I need to understand how I, I make that come true um, would be fantastic for me um, the retail expo the 29th of April at Olympia Really interesting, we talk about exhibitions working in much the same way as retail. So exhibitions almost being that shop window to your business. So going along to the retail expo, just see what some of those companies and those innovators are doing around trying to make retail more exciting. We know it's a really tough time on the high street and a tough time for retailers at the moment. But what is it that they're doing to engage, to attract, to stand out from the crowd? And what are some of the tips that you could learn to employ into your own exhibition plans for 2020? And if you're at all interested in caravans or camper vans or um, motorhomes, that kind of thing, if you get along to one of the caravan shows, the big conundrum we always have at these shows is how on earth do you stand out when it's literally a big, big haul of white vans? So every single exhibitor there wants to show off their particular white van, which is better than the white van next door, but it kind of looks just the same. And it's a really difficult puzzle at those shows in terms of how do you make it different? How do you stand out? What do you do to show that your product, your proposition is better than the next person's? So if you get a chance at all to go to a caravan show, it's quite an interesting one, although it kind of gets quite blinding after a while just looking at the size of those white vans. So those are kind of my interests, running, living in the sun, um, retail. Those are the things that I get just as geeky about as I do with exhibitions. Um, but you find the thing that you're geeked out about and go and see an exhibition. There will be hundreds and hundreds. And if you're not sure if there's one um, representing what it is that you're interested in, give us a ring and we'll dig it out for you. But go and have a look and just find what, what connects you, what gets you really passionate and excited about what you're seeing on the show floor and how you can use that in your exhibition plans for 2020. So that's it from me for this week. As I say, a much shorter episode, but I just wanted to ease us all back in gently to the new year with a bit of an overview of what's catching my eye and what I'm excited about for the forthcoming year. 
What else are we up to over at Pro Extra at the moment? Well, we are just about to undertake our research project, Exhibitions 2025, which we are conducting in association with Leeds Beckett University and the UK Centre for Event Management. We're looking to try and uncover the 20 big trends that we think will affect the exhibitions industry by 2025. There will be an online survey to complete, so thank you to everybody who has expressed an interest, and we will be sending that link out to you very shortly. It's just in the pilot stage at the moment to make sure that it's easy to follow and understand, but we'll get it out to you just as soon as we possibly can. And new for 2020, we have also launched a new product on our website, which is our Exhibition Power Hour. So that's an hour where you get to ask all those questions that are really bugging you about your trade show plans. And we'll do as much as we can in that hour to help you troubleshoot those trade show challenges and also help you prioritize what you need to do next to get to the best plans you possibly can for your trade show. That's just £99 for an hour of our time. We can do it via video conference, we can do it by telephone, or we will come and meet you if that's feasible. Uh, bookable via the website or just by getting in touch with us. But that £99 power hour will really set you up and make sure that you're focused and determined in a really short uh, space of time to get ahead with your plans as effectively as possible. The Exhibitionist book is, of course, still available online. And don't forget, we donate to the National Literacy Trust for every copy we sell. And the Project Manager Journal is back in stock this week. So uh, if you've been trying to get hold of one, give us a shout and we will get that out in the post to you. We're out on the road a bit over the next few weeks. So we've uh, got the Bid Food Festival next week, which we're working on uh, on behalf of Lactalis McClelland or Lactalis Professional. So if you're at the Bid Food Festival, come and say hi. We'll be working with uh, Chef Nigel Barden to create some amazing cheese recipes, which we cannot wait to try. And then following that, we have a number of workshops coming up with the Department for International Trade before we hit the NEC in March, ready for the UK food shows. So it is a busy old start for us over here at Pro Extra. As I said, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with the next podcast and keep an eye on the website for a new blog coming out next week. Thank you once again for listening. Of course, we love having you with us and really appreciate uh, you joining us. If there's anybody you want to hear from as a guest in 2020, please give us a shout and let us know. We would be delighted to invite them on the show and we look forward to you joining us next time. Happy exhibitioning. Hop over now to inspiringexhibitors.com to subscribe to our newsletters, blogs and future podcasts, keeping you up to date with industry insight. While there, you can also find out more The Exhibitionist, inspiring trade show excellence. Once again, thank you for listening.